Uh, like Sam said, uh, my name is Matt Postma. Uh, I'm a, a local missionary, and I'm really glad to be worshiping with you this morning. Our scripture is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. You can find that on page uh, 1,636 in your pew Bibles. It will also be up on the screen. Um, I'll give you a moment to find that in your Bibles and, and give you a bit of context here for this scripture as you, as you find this place. So Paul is writing this letter to the church at Corinth. And uh, in his letters, Paul offers encouragement and correction and, and clarity for Christian living to these new believers. And then just before this, in chapter 11, Paul is addressing uh, the way that the Corinthian church was doing the Lord's Supper, the way that they were handling the table and excluding some people from that table. Uh, so that's the context for this scripture. So uh, from 1 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when we were pagans, you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but in all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I visited, <clears throat> I visited the office of Sherman Street Christian Reformed Church um, the other day. Uh, it's a quiet place for me to do some work. That's the, the church that I call home, Sherman Street. Um, and while I was there, I noticed some things. I noticed the custodian drive up 
and uh, unload a bunch of cleaning supplies for the bathrooms. You know, the, the paper towels, the soaps, the hand sanitizers, um, some extra masks, all of this extra COVID stuff that we're uh, trying to make sure that we're staying healthy and keep things clean. Uh, and that same day, I also noticed one of the church administrators checking voicemail and diligently taking notes uh, and later checking the ink levels in the printer and then ordering some more ink. Mail was sorted and put into the correct boxes and calendars were printed and set aside for meetings later in the week. It's the kind of ministry work that happens behind the scenes. The paying the electricity bill and sweeping the floors and setting up the communion table. It's people anticipating the needs of the community and then doing something about it with their gifts. And today we're going to name them for what they are. Those, those things that they do, those are spiritual gifts. When you see gifts like this in action, it can be a wonder to behold. And, and maybe there are folks here at Alger Park Church who have those gifts for administration and stewardship and leadership. And perhaps you're, you're thinking of people, you can like picture them in your mind's eye. I got to witness that just a little bit this week, showing up uh, here on Thursday to do a run-through of some of these things. It's really wonderful to see these people using their gifts in these ways. These, these are people who are uh, gifted in attending to the big and small things of church life that sometimes go unnoticed and unnamed. And some of these important people prefer it that way. They, they don't want a lot of recognition, but appreciation is important. I'll say that again. Appreciation for these people is important. The Apostle Paul is addressing the church at Corinth here to say that God, by the Holy Spirit, blesses the church with people who are upfront people and people who are behind-the-scenes people, people who are big-picture visionaries and others who are detail-oriented. It's methodical in this text, the way that Paul talks about a host of spiritual gifts. Yet it's clear that the Lord of the church parcels out these gifts very systematically. The Apostle Paul writes here a little bit later in chapter 12 using the analogy of the body. Verse, verses 17 through 20 say, If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If there were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And modern medicine is friendly to this analogy. Neurologists have studied the body and the brain extensively, and they've determined that very small, teeny tiny, in fact, uh, parts, of the, uh, parts of the brain control very important things. And if certain nerves get damaged or 
a very specific part of the cerebellum can't communicate with those nerves. It can affect what's called your proprioception. I had to look at my notes to make sure I said that word right. It's big. It's a $10 word. Uh, I, don't, I don't usually uh, have to dip into the bank to get those $10 words, but um, proprioception, uh, it's, a, it's a fancy word for basically describing how your body knows where it is in space. Uh, so if I, if I close my eyes and I move my arm up like this, I know generally where my arm is in space. Uh, and, and if I move this arm up, I know where it is in space. It's, it's the innate ability to know if you're sitting or standing or leaning or bent over, even if your eyes are closed. There are stories of, of people who have experienced damage to these specific nerves or this part of their brain and they have a bit more difficulty walking or, or getting around. They're differently abled, and they may need some tools to help them. There was one man's story uh, who he needs to have special glasses with a bubble level on them, the kind that you might use uh, to, to be able to hang a picture, or if you're in construction, you want to make sure that something is level. Uh, you use one of these bubble levels. Uh, and he had special glasses that had one of those bubble levels affixed to it so that he could tell if he was standing up straight or leaning sideways. If he could put that little bubble right in between those lines, he knew he was standing up straight. And, and he didn't know if uh, his core muscles didn't have memory for that. His brain needed to tell his muscles where to go. And if he, if he couldn't see people or if he couldn't see how he was uh, using that bubble level, he didn't know if he was standing up straight or not. It turns out that one little part, that connection between the nerves and that small part of his brain turned out to be key. If we come back to the church, we can see that we really do need people to use their gifts in certain ways. Each one of our gifts may function well on its own, but when we bring them together in community, working together as a body, God uses us to point to the kingdom in some really incredible and beautiful ways. Behind the scenes, up front, day-to-day -day details, big-picture visionaries, we need your spiritual gift. The diversity we experience is important because we all reflect Christ differently. And I think that's the point I want to make with the Apostle Paul today. We all reflect Christ differently, and we're all important. Each person, each gift is something that God can use as a grace to point us to Jesus and the saving grace of Jesus Christ. One of the things that Paul is addressing in this passage is likely that many in the Christian community at Corinth were exalting a spiritual gift in particular, the, uh, the gift of speaking in tongues. The commentaries that I read this week suggest that this, is what the, the, this was the issue, this was the issue that Paul was addressing in the Corinthian church. They were exalting this one gift as the most important and also a marker of being a true Christian. 
So what Paul did was he, <laughs> he lists these example gifts. He puts it last in, in the example uh, gifts. He says, message of wisdom, message of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between the spirits, and oh yeah, the, the speaking of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Kind of as like a, an afterthought or a, let me put this, put this in its place. I'm speculating here, but if, if Paul were writing to our local churches here in Grand Rapids, he might say, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Wisdom and hospitality, learning, administration, attention to detail, stewardship, listening, healing, truth-telling, parachurch ministry, and, and oh yeah, those preaching and worship-leading gifts too. Sometimes we let our perception of certain gifts cloud the way that we see and value and experience other people within the church. Speaking generally about the, the larger church, especially the CRC in North America, we've tended to value the gifts of teaching and worship leading over maybe some other gifts. We, we tend to look suspiciously at things like speaking in tongues, which is kind of ironic because that's what uh, Paul is addressing here in this text. And that's not to say that, that the, the worship leaders and the pastors here in, in churches like this are unimportant, but sometimes we elevate these things in ways that maybe we shouldn't. I caught myself looking at the gifts of another Christian the other day. I had been on social media, and a post in tribute to Rachel Held Evans came up. Rachel Held Evans is, is a late author. Um, she passed away a few years ago. Um, and I said to my wife, I hope that I do something that's worth remembering someday. I hope that I would be missed from a place after leaving, whether that's moving on or, or, or passing away. And then my wife rightly pointed out to me that I don't need to be jealous of other people's gifts because the way that God has used my gifts has already had a big impact and it brought me back to this scripture that we're looking at today. And, you know, sermons are usually something that I end up preaching to myself throughout the week. And y'all are just the, the beneficiaries of the things that I've been preaching to myself all week. But, but it's a, the Spirit interrupted my thoughts. Uh, it interrupted my thoughts with this scripture in particular. And reminded me that the same Spirit that was in Rachel Held Evans, that was in C.S. Lewis, that was in the Reformers, that was in the Apostle Paul, that Spirit, that Holy Spirit is in you, and that's in me, that's in this place as a church. It's in the little things and the big things alike. That Spirit compels me to be a good neighbor to help a struggling person with their groceries, to send a thank you note. That spirit may compel you to write a book someday. It might challenge, uh, it might challenge you to do something that's going to extend that same challenge to humanity, to, to be better. 
That spirit fuels you in why you do your work and why you care about justice and why you get angry at injustice. Paul says that everyone within the Corinthian church had their place with their spiritual gifting. From verse 26, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. This was an inclusive stance, inviting people in. Paul says that they can't tell a part of the body that they don't belong or they're not needed. Everyone in that community was needed. Everyone had a purpose. God designed people's gifts like God designed the human body with purpose and intentionality. Each gift is directly from the Spirit of God. Now, it might have taken the church in Corinth a minute to determine spiritual giftings in the wake of Paul's words. They would have needed each other and some good reflection opportunities to to, uh, talk with each other uh, and some some self-knowledge to be able to say, oh, wow, the Spirit gifted me with this desire and maybe even the ability to plant churches. That feels a bit outside my comfort zone, but I'm also excited about it. Okay, here we go. Or for others to say, the Spirit has blessed me with the gift of listening and guiding. And that might be different than what I thought my gifts were going to be, or I I thought I was going to be up front a bit more, but maybe I need to lean into these gifts of listening and guiding. But nowhere does the Apostle Paul say anything about how someone's gifts or a lack of, of awareness of one's gifts would disqualify them from being part of the community. God designed you for your place within this community. Perhaps you're still assessing that. Lean into the people around you and ask them what they think your spiritual gift is. My guess is that you'll at least come to some kind of consensus. You'll you'll have broad themes. There are lots of tools out there that that can help you do some good self-reflection as well. Uh, some, pe- some people like the Enneagram. I've, I've found it to be a helpful tool. Um, some other things like the DISC profile or the Berkman assessment. Um, these are all tools, and you can use them incorrectly, but I think they're helpful if you use them the right way. Uh, others, um, others like to just talk in good community, find a small group and say, let's, let's talk about this together and, and name some things together. You are gifted in the Spirit of God. It's just a matter of learning more about it. And you might have multiple gifts, which is great, but, but please don't get a big head about that. That's not what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. I think God is up to something beautiful. God designed each of us to reflect Christ uniquely, to point to the hope that we can have in the resurrection in a unique way. The things that you might see in your own life as roadblocks may actually be leading you to discover your, your gifts and then use those gifts. It's possible that the things that you're wondering about pursuing 
are actually the, th- the, the things that the Spirit is prompting you to chase. Chase this thing. God designed me with spiritual gifts uh, as well. Um, God designed me with, with gifts for caring about people around me. And I've needed to look carefully at my own spiritual gifts lately. Um, my, my job at Calvin University ended and I wondered if I still had gifts for campus ministry or for being a pastor. And by the spirit uh, and the wisdom of some dear friends, I, I came to the conclusion that I can't, I can't not be a pastor. I can't not do campus ministry in this way. I can't not tell other people about Jesus uh, on the daily. So, so now I'm planting a ministry with InterVarsity at Grand Valley State University for graduate students and faculty, as, as Sam said. And I'm, I'm doing this because I've learned that there are uh, a lot of lonely Christians at Grand Valley State University. Um, people are, are lonely in their faith, and they're, they're hopeful to be able to connect with other people in that space. So I'm, I'm really grateful that Alger is uh, supporting this ministry. God designed you with spiritual gifts as well. And maybe you feel like your gift is more behind the scenes. That is great. We need you. You are important here. And, and you are important here in this church and in your home and in however you fill your, your day, whether that's at work or at home. God is using you and your gifts to share grace and hope and love in your spaces. Use your gifts to point to Jesus. Perhaps you're hesitant about pursuing a career in ministry or missions because it involves preaching or standing up in front of people and talking. Take a step toward it. That's, That's my challenge to you. Take a step toward the way that God is, is leading you to discover your gifts. Because exploring something doesn't mean that you're committing to it. It's, it's, you're exploring something. You're not committing, you're not jumping in with both feet. If you jump in, or if you, if you explore this, I'm, I'm guessing that God will help you, uh, exp- God will, will invite you into abundance. God will invite you into this uh, this way of exploring it in really meaningful and wonderful ways. And if, if you explore things and you realize, wow, I really don't have a gift for something, that's important too, that's learning, and that's good, you can recognize that and say, I don't have a gift for something, I'm going to move on to the other gifts that, I'm, that I feel like God might be leading me toward. But God designed you with spiritual gifts and wants you to use them to reflect Christ Reflect Christ in the way that God has equipped you. When I, when I look out here, I see lots of people who reflect the love of Christ in so many really wonderful ways. And I'm so glad for each one of you. Share about why you have hope in Jesus. Share about the good news of what the resurrection means for you. Welcome people in and include them in this community See the light of Christ reflected all around you. Friends, reflect the light of Christ. See the light of Christ reflected in the people around you and let God's grace meet you in your gifts 
and in the gifts of others. Would you pray with me? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you open our eyes to the ways that you are leading us toward our giftings, encouraging us in our giftings. Help us to find a home and a place here to be able to use those gifts, and in, do, in so doing, that we reflect the love and the grace and the hope of Christ, even in small seemingly insignificant ways, they are not insignificant to you. Lord, help us to value our own gifts and the gifts of others in this place the way that you valued them. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we love you. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen.